Hello and welcome to the ALS Association Greater Philadelphia Chapter Podcast. I'm your host, Tony Heil, the Director of Communications and Public Policy here at the Greater Philadelphia Chapter. Uh, we are over 70 episodes into our podcast now, and hopefully you've listened to all of them, though I imagine most people haven't. Uh, so if you have subscribed to us on iTunes or just looking at us, listening to us for the first time, um, I hope that you'll go back and listen to a lot of our podcast discussions with uh, people who are board members, people who are living with ALS, uh, staff members, researchers, uh, legislators, a wide variety of people um, who are involved in the ALS cause. Uh, before we get into this discussion, which is going to focus on one of the biggest supporters of the ALS cause, the Philadelphia Phillies, I'd like to encourage you to learn more about how you can get involved. Uh, please visit www.alsphiladelphia.org. Follow us on social media, all at ALS Philadelphia. That's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Vine, which we don't do enough of, um, and uh, other things as well. And you can get involved this coming week, we're to be very topical, in the ride to defeat ALS leading into Wildwood, New Jersey, um, and that's www.als-express.org. So, as I said, one of the major supporters of the ALS cause is the Philadelphia Phillies, who have now raised nearly $17 million for the ALS cause in the past 32 years. And they are extremely dedicated. One of the people that was there for this year and has been there many times, um, and really now probably they consider him part of the Phillies family, is Dr. Wes Rose, who is living with ALS, and he is my guest for today's podcast. So, Wes, thanks for inviting me to Arcadia. Absolutely. Thanks for coming, Tony. I appreciate it. Well, as I said, I'm at Arcadia University, and... Um, if you haven't, aren't familiar with it, it's a beautiful campus and it's not hard to park. So <laughs> that was good yeah, at least for right now. I mean, wait till the fall. Well, it wasn't. Well, that's why we did it now. Yeah, I was right? waiting. Good deal. So um, we're going to talk a little bit about your background and about your connection because I mentioned the Phillies and I mentioned the bike ride. You're involved mm -hmm. in like almost everything we do with the chapter, and there's not many kinds of events you don't. Do. Well, I mean, there's so many great events that the chapter does, it's hard not to get involved. Well, that's true. I, yeah, I, I mean, I'm going to give you credit, though. It, it's, it, it's, you're, you, in addition to having ALS, let's not focus on, we will focus on that a little that's bit. That's all right. Um, but you're a professor, you have two kids, a wife, and so you have a lot of things to be busy with, but you're involved with the festival, you're involved with the walks, you're involved with the ride, you go to hot chocolate, you do advocacy. Um, I have less hair than you. I'm confused <laughs> about how you still have... And, and it's clearly real hair. It's not like... Well, yeah, right, right. You know, and there's, there's no fake. And I think it might be genetic. It might be, you know, you know, there's several, you know, inputs there. So, Well, I mean, you look so young in comparison for how exhausting all this is. Younger than I do. <laughs> but you are significantly younger than me, so, well, you know. Well, let's not but, say significant. Yeah, no, but I mean, I think it's what it is, is that the, um, you know, the ALS Association is really a place where... That, the way I like to think about it is that um, it gives me something to do about uh, something that you can't do anything about. And to be a little clearer than that, because I kind of mumbled that a little bit, but, you know, ALS, they don't have a cure for ALS. And that's a really frustrating part of it is that, you know, there's, what are you going to do? You get diagnosed and it's sort of like, well, you know, this is sort of the path. And, you know, a lot of the things that I do with the ALS Association, I feel like that I'm making inroads yeah. in a situation that's kind of impossible. And so for me... You know, being involved in the chapter is just like, it's a great way of, um, um, you know, way, way of being able to do stuff that, that 
might not be able to get done otherwise. Right. So you have, and you were diagnosed with ALS about 10 years ago now, right? Yeah, actually 11 back in May of 2005. Uh, I, well, okay. It was, I was a little bit close. Um, I go, I've been with the chapter for five years, so I go off of um, what the, the, the pictures we have in our files. So I know, like, you were at that event, so that's yeah. 10 years ago. So we start, yeah, we started getting really involved at, in late 05, early 06. Very, very quickly. And your family was involved. Your family was a lot younger. You have two. You have two boys, right? Who I haven't seen in in a while because I don't see you as often as Jamie Pickett does. And right. We were discussing before this how Jamie Pickett's one of our favorite people. Well, absolutely. But we won't tell him that. Right. We won't tell. We him. really don't want him to know that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he'll have to listen to this to know if we actually right, said exactly. It. Um, but so when you were diagnosed, how old were your boys? So they were one and three. One so, and three. Yeah. That's um, almost as old as my kids are now. Yeah. My, my son, my youngest son just turned six months today. And, That's awesome. Um, though, I mean, when this goes up, it'll be a couple days ago. So I, I can't believe he's already six months old. Hold yeah, on. he's sitting on his own. That's great. Though, though the, my other son, who's two and a half years old, is very nice and gentle with him, but just takes a little push for the... Oh, sure. <laughs> yeah, and he figures that out pretty quick. Um, but you're, you've grown up with the chapter seen the chapter grow and your kids have too right um you know and I, I we can talk all about like having a father with als but how do you think it's affected them in terms of they're, they're very caring people they want to yeah. help people. well how, how, how's that to you well i i think early on my big concern was you know what kind of childhood would they have you right. know, with a disabled father um, you know, I was worried about not being able to do athletics with them and like mm-hmm. the basic stuff that, that dads do. And that was a big concern at the, at the outset. But the boys have kind of grown up with it. It's kind of been their reality for most of their lives. And I, I honestly am not sure how they do it. But I mean, they know that I'm different from other dads. I mean, they clearly can see that. But it doesn't phase them. They just they kind of roll with it. And it's never, you know, they're always willing to help me. They're always willing to, you know, they're never, seemingly never embarrassed, even though I dress, you know, like a dad. And that doesn't seem to embarrass them, even though it has nothing to do with ALS. Right. But I That's mean, just common dad thing. Just, right, common dad, common 44-year-old guy thing. But I mean, like, you know, the ALS thing, I'm, you know, I'm a little self-conscious about it. And they always, you know, if I ask them about, oh, well, you know, do you want me to wear pants so you can't see my braces or whatever? They, they look at me like, why would you do that? It's hot out. Right. You know, it's never been a second thought for them. And for me, that's been inspiring. Like yeah. the fact that they just, that's my dad and it's what it is. And they never stress about it. And they always, um, they never complain about helping out. Um, and, I, you know, I don't expect them. You know, they're both teenagers now almost. My one's 12 and my other's 14. And they give me no flack. And I think it's part and parcel of... You know, um, not hiding really anything mm-hmm. from them. Um, you know, just they they've been exposed to everything. They've been involved in all the chapter events and stuff. So they've really kind of seen the different spectrum of what ALS can be like. And I, they just, I just, I keep being grateful every day that they're able to just roll with it. Yeah. And they seem to be doing all right. So I'm kind of just sort of going with it myself you know well clearly you've, you've done a pretty good job and kelly your wife has done a good job and but well, they've done phenomenal. a good job i mean i don't know how kelly does it but that's a different story and and uh, just like you she has better hair than me as well <laughs> she has great hair actually she's um so it, it is you know i think it kind of shows 
we always talk about a family support system being a person with ALS and maybe the people who are family caregivers, but a family support system comes from all directions of a family. Absolutely. Young, old, and from the children as well that have really helped you be motivated. And- all the way from my, my kids to my own parents. I mean, right. you know, now that I can't drive anymore, my dad is my personal chauffeur. I mean, the guy at the drop of a hat will come get me wherever I am. And that's just, I mean, I, I, I can't tell you what that means to me. I, and Ray, you know, your dad is known by so many people that we, so many people call him Papa Rose. <laughs> yeah, that's, well, that's kind of who he is now, you know, I mean, that's, that's his thing. But I mean, you know, they've been such an important, I mean, he's part of the reason that I could still come to work every day. Right. You know, and he, you know, gets me here and gets me home. Um, and it's no, it's not even a question. And so, you know, my family has just been amazing, amazing support network. And I definitely couldn't have done any of this without them. So this, it really is a, it's a group effort. I mean, I I definitely can't take anywhere near all the credit for it because I couldn't do what I do without my boys, my wife, my parents, my, you know, my brother and sister, my extended family, Kelly's, you know, Kelly's family's involved. It's just, I'm blessed for sure. I can't describe it any other way. And your extended family keeps growing and we'll talk about this more later, um, but because, you know, people know about you through another person. I had a friend of mine that said, that saw a picture of you a couple of years ago at the festival and said, wait, how do you know Wes Rose? I'm friends with his brother. Yeah, right. Yep. And then, you know, I think he may have donated as a result, mm-hmm. you know, that, that be, be, if you're a good person, you're kind of surround yourself with good people and vice versa, right? Like, um, so like your, your wife is a good person. So she probably was like, Oh, he's a good enough person for me. Yeah, right, right, yeah. She's like, well, yeah, I guess I'll, you know. So, I mean, that probably attracts more people to well, say they're not just supporting you, they're supporting Papa Rose or supporting Kelly or supporting Nathan. Well, I think part of it is, is we try to bring as much positivity to the situation as we can, mm-hmm. you know, rather than, you know, complaining or, or, you know, bemoaning the situation. We just, it's what it is. Let's roll with it. Let's right. make the best out of it as we can. And I really think that, you know, people around us kind of join in on that. They look for what's the cue? How do I respond to this? And they've all rolled with it as well. You know, friends of ours and, you know, like the Florios, for example. I mean, mm-hmm. excellent example of talking about picking up the ball and running. I mean, they are just JD and Ariana and, and Zach. The whole family is just, you know, and, and John and Amy are close friends of ours. And Amy's been friends with Kelly for a long time. And just what they've done with the bike ride and... You know, they're just an example of friends who are, you know, be like, we'll do whatever you, whatever you need. So, and that's just, that's invaluable. I mean, I can't, it's it's hard to put it into words. So I was going to bring it up later, but let's talk about it now. You mentioned the Florios. They're involved with Ro- Team Rose Pedals. Right. With no offense to other ride teams, but you just have a fortunate last name that <laughs> makes that right. the yeah, best exactly. ride name. That worked out pretty well. So you guys have been involved in the ride to defeat ALS for many years now. Yeah, it's been a while. The boys were really young when we started, so. And I, you said, you know, Aiden was one, right? And so he was probably biking then because they're very committed people. <laughs> they are committed. They're a little older than that, but right. I, I, Nate started first, and then right. Aiden's been joining in the past few years. So we just posted a profile of JD Florio, mm-hmm. who's friends with Nathan. Um, so what's it like getting everyone involved with that bike ride? Why is the bike ride a fun event, even if you're not riding? Well, it's just, it's sort of like a movable carnival almost. I mean, it's like, you know, it's such a great vibe when you go start at one of the start points, 10, 25, 50, 75, you know, it's a good crew of people, you know, you get them going. Usually what we do is we'll drop off the boys at one of the start points 
and then we'll go to the endpoint and wait for them. And so, um, you know, um, Nate has written with, with John and JD and several other people, um, you know, to the endpoint, and then we all get together at the end. But what makes it a great event is that, you know, gives, first of all, bike rides are all, always awesome. Like, I mean, that's just such a great draw. People mm-hmm. love to get involved at that level. But at the end, I mean, it really, you know, with the support of um, the Maury family and Maury's peers, you know, people are able to, you know, park their bikes and then have a day at the water park. And it's just, you know, what a, what a great endpoint. You know, it's really more of a celebration. And that's really what I, you know, I, one of my favorite things about the bike rides is it's just so, like, upbeat and almost like a celebration. Mm-hmm. You know, rather than, you know, uh, let's defeat ALS. It's like, hey, let's ride our bikes down the shore, hang out for a day. Like, how can it beat that, you know? Right. So I think what there's so many aspects of the ride that are cool. You know, that the rest points are cool, the the end point with, you know, there's food, there's family, music, people hanging out, and then people go to the water park. And it's just like... And that's literally cool. There. <laughs> and it's literally cool. You can actually cool yourself off. No, and it's just a, it's a great... Then it goes in, and there's no... And there's no drama. It's just it's just a good day. Yeah, it's nice. You know, you know, it's important for fundraising events, especially for something like ALS, that it's not just ALS focused. It's actually right. fun. Well, and it's family focused. That's right. the other thing that I like about what what our events are like is that it's you know the kids, the family, the parents, friends. You know, everybody's involved. Mm-hmm. So that you you, know, you get that feel of support. From everybody, mm-hmm. you know, people you haven't seen in a little while, you know, you, see, you always see the huge Delaney crew wherever you go, right? And that's always great to see them because they're they're some of the most upbeat people I've ever met, and mm-hmm. I, I just admire them so much. Um, but to like hang out with them and other families that are that are involved in the association, it's just a great t- day. I mean, and you have through these events, you've met a lot of great people absolutely. through the ride, yeah. and do they? You're talking about how you're personal family and those connections have keep inspiring you and motivating you. Um, and normally we're talking about the other way around, right? Um, no, just generally. And, and you know, we got, but there's these other ALS families and communities that just, it really makes it a positive atmosphere for everyone yeah, that's there. Absolutely. And I think that's, that's part of dealing with a situation like this. It's, it's more of a community effort rather than an individual effort. Mm-hmm. And I think the more, you know, people sharing ideas, people, sharing experiences and helping people to know, okay, here's what to look out for. I mean, you know, there's always disease-specific aspects to it. But then there's also, you know, family-specific aspects to it. So mm-hmm. it's it's nice being able to meet people and, you know, yeah, share stories and experiences and, hey, here's what to look out for. And But it's a great community. So it's good to you, and, and I hear this from other people too. One, you, you mentioned this earlier that, you're just a normal person just happens to have this thing and maybe for everyone that has ALS, yeah, that's how we can yeah. be. And then two, um, that you and other people, not other people with ALS, other families, you know, whether it's not just Karen Delaney, but also her husband, Bob, like that you're all just rallying around each other and being friendly with each other. Right. And you can draw at the drop of a hat at any of these events. And that's, Absolutely. that's a big draw of the events. Oh yeah, I mean you know seeing seeing getting caught up with people that you haven't seen in a little bit mm-hmm. is another great like you say great aspect of it. Right. You know seeing what's up with Karen and, and Bob and and the rest of their family. I mean Larry and everybody. I mean they're 
there's like 400 of them. So I mean, I you know, think you're the, underestimating. The list yeah. is the list is endless. So right. it's great, but it's awesome. And I, you know, all Karen's sisters who are involved, like just great people. Like I like they're positive. They're I like the vibe, and it's great seeing them. You know. Yeah, I think that the I mean, not this spend the Rose podcast, with them, but I think they have so many Delaney that they could have their own congressman just for that many. I think it's a zip code. Right. I think they're up to you now, right? I think so. I don't know how you define a zip code. I don't have that kind of authority. Um, So they're involved, these people are involved with the ALS Express, the ride to defeat ALS. Again, that's www.als-express.org. It's Saturday, June 18th, leading to Maury's Piers, like you said. Um, One team we profiled, friend of yours, J.D. Florio, friends with Nathan. Um, we talked about your kids. It's really great to see that they've inspired other young people. Absolutely. Because JD's dad was like, nope, he does the work. You know, and he does. Help. I mean, they, they're great about yeah. having the kids do the, do the footwork for it. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, they just sort of let it roll and that's, look at how much he's been able to do. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's amazing. I'm impressed when my son shares. You know, and so, and he does. Yeah, but you got two and a half. I mean, that's, that's I'm not that's criticizing him. Two and a half. Right. I would be very impressed now, if he organized any fundraising. If he could wait, just wait till he's five. And then if he's not fundraising at that point, then you might want to drop the hammer. Well, we got two kids. What a backup. Hey, that's the case. Right. Exactly. The little one seems to be pretty, pretty nice so far. But, um, so it's great to see people who are all organizing on their own, um, for that. And, so let's transition to the another group that's been organizing so well. We saw them last Thursday, the Philadelphia Phillies. Um, at, at this fest, the recent Phillies festival raised over seven hundred eighteen thousand dollars. Awesome! Uh, it's terrific. And no matter how they're doing in the rankings, they're always number one in the fight against ALS. Yeah, unbelievably so. And. So you've been involved with them for ten plus years now. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah. So I mean, tell me some of your. Um, perceptions of working with the Phillies because it's been a very personal thing for you. It absolutely has been. And they always welcome us as if, you know, it's not as if you're walking in to talk to a major league baseball team. It's like a crew of guys that care. And, you know, at first you're, it's a little daunting to go meet with the players, but they welcomed us in. They listened to what we had to say. And then they all came up and greeted us and shook our hands and asked us questions and, talked to the boys and Kelly and like it was I was amazed at how friendly and open and warm the team is to to you know our our cause and every year I mean it's the same story the players come and meet with the families and you know it's just you know one of the things I say a lot and I, I tend to have a limited repertoire so you know um but you know one of the things is you don't ALS is not that prevalent and so you don't meet a lot of people on a day-to-day basis who have ALS, like on the street. So sometimes you can feel alone in the situation. But with a group like the Phillies, it's impossible to feel alone. Mm-hmm. They are, they rally around us. They, they do so many things throughout the year. In addition to the festival, I mean, you know, that just behind the scenes, that it's just, it's a phenomenal organization. And it's nowhere else in, in, in professional sports do you see this level of support and and um, just care from from an organization, and so for me, that's why I mean that's one of the reasons that the festival is so important is that you know it's just the support that we get from the Phillies is is unsurpassed. And, you know, I I was just thinking this while you're talking. The worst kind of loneliness is to be surrounded by people and feel lonely, but when you go with yeah. the Phillies, 
you, you feel like you you know it's genuine. Oh, absolutely. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it's the opposite. It's opposite of loneliness. You, you just feel so welcome. Well, and what's cool is that we see we see guys year year and year like Ryan Howard and Carlos Ruiz, the guys that like recognize you, come up and ask mm-hmm. him. They know you know Ryan knows the kids' names. Yeah. I mean, wh- what? I mean, the, he recognizes and remembers their names without me saying anything to him. And that that, that I, I've never heard of that. And well, it's just that is a that's that's clear proof. And you know, there's not someone true, telling them, yeah, right? Hey, and there wasn't. I mean, you know, Ryan was asking Jamie about my boys and called mm-hmm. them by name. Yeah. So there were no name tags. There was no right. nothing. And like it was just Jamie said, "Oh yeah, you know, I know Wes Rose." And he, you know, Ryan said, "Oh, how's Aiden and Nate?" Uh-huh. Like it's phenomenal. I mean, that 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 level of care is is just. I mean, it's, it's hard to put into words. Well, I have a cool Ryan Howard story from the festival this week. Is um, He saw, since Ryan's been involved with the festival for so long, and as are so many other people yeah. are there because they're so committed, but he saw someone he knows they lost Kevin. Yeah. And yeah. this he just happened to see him, and he's like, no, i got to k- get a picture with him. Like, he got up on his own. Yeah. And it was, this was, and I heard him under his breath, and that's how you know it's real. As he said to another person in the Phillies, that's my dog over there. That's cool. That's and, awesome. Yeah, he doesn't have those. He could have just been like, yeah, I got to do that. But no. Right. I mean, it's it's genuine. And mm-hmm. that's what's so cool about the Phillies is that it's genuine. Right. Throughout the entire organization. You know, I got a chance to thank the volunteers after the festival. And people came up to me and, and it's just genuine. Like, they gave their time after a huge homestand mm-hmm. to volunteer at our at our event. They gave up more time. To just be there and help out. I mean, that that's family. And it was cool being there with you, because I was there taking that video, which mm-hmm. I promise will go up this week. Um, and you see there's a sea of people that help out with that. And it's, it's enormous. I mean, the whole Diamond Club was filled. And you don't realize that during the festival, because they're all yeah. spread out. And so they're behind the scenes, them. and... You know, very little recognition, but they're there to help out. Yeah. And they, you know, I, I thanked people, and they said, no, thank you for the opportunity. I'm like, to give up your time that you don't have. So like, this is great. If you're listening and you get to go to a Phillies game this year or any year, I, um, if you if you wear an ALS shirt, your walk shirt, a ride to defeat ALS shirt, Phillies festival, any, anything that recognizes it, and you see someone that's taking you to your seat, thank them because there's a very good chance that they helped Absolutely. out to yeah. make that festival a success in some way, shape, or form. And I know there were people that couldn't be there. We, we talked to one of the the elevator operators and she said oh yeah i'm not able to make it but you know i'm really going to miss it this year but i'll mm-hmm. be back next year i mean again she didn't have to say that and I she's mean, already thinking about next year right, she's already thinking about next year and yeah. so absolutely i think that's a great call if you're at the phillies thank the thank the, the the people who work because guaranteed it's more likely that they were at the festival volunteering than not well um one other you know, the, the Phillies raised the money. They've raised $17 million about since 1984, which is just impossible That's to cool. fathom from a sports team, like from any professional sports right. organization at all, much mm-hmm. less the baseball team. Um, but it's going to patient care and help through the chapter. So what have you seen at the chapter that benefits people with ALS? Because um, you know very well you're several, on the board. Yeah, there's lots of programs. I mean, so um, the Abrams in-home care program, provides several hours a week of, of in-home care to people with ALS. And so part of that is, is as ALS advances, um, you know, you need more and more help, you know, getting someone mm-hmm. just daily, daily activities. 
And a lot of times that's hard on the primary caregiver. So the in-home care program provides this, this help free of charge to the patient. And, um, you, know, um, you know, based on the support of the, the Abrams family and chapter, um, we're able to provide that to people like myself. Now, I don't use it yet, but I can imagine I will be soon. And, and that's a huge, I mean, it's a huge help. I mean, you don't, you don't realize it um, if you're not involved with or know somebody with ALS, but it's a big part of daily living. Yeah. And so that's, it's a huge program. Um, and because you know so many people with ALS, you, you, because you've been part of the community, you know people who benefit from things Absolutely. Like that. Yeah. And um, um, one thing that I use is the transportation program. Mm -hmm. um, so the, the ALS Association has several vans, um, handicapped accessible vans, that are able to transport wheelchairs. Uh, and I've used the, the van several times to get down to the city and back. And that's just a phenomenal um, program mm -hmm. um, that's supported initially by the Kilpatrick family. Um, great, great service that is, is offered by the association. Um, the loaner closet um, is another thing because, you know, with ALS, you need a lot of support equipment. Mm -hmm. you, know, um, you know, things in the bathroom, things around the house, ramps, that kind of stuff. And that's all equipment that's available to people with ALS um, as supported by the chapter. Um, and so that's a huge, you know, you have no idea what you're going to need. Mm -hmm. And the, the loaner closet has equipment that's available for, you know, to, to borrow, you know, until you have your own or, or as long as you need it. Um, so that's a big, it's another big area that the chapter uh, supports. And you said you never, you have no idea what you're going to need. I know that from my own personal experience with my grandfather right. having ALS, my dad, no medical background. And he didn't know what was available. Why would you, right? Because you, right. Didn't, you yeah, didn't know yeah. about ALS before you right. had it. Exactly. And you're, and you actually work in sciences. So maybe you knew right. a little bit more. Than yeah, but nowhere near what, right. what, what's involved. So the patient services staff. You know, they, they could be proactive, whereas something else might not be. Oh, the patient services staff is phenomenal. I mean, you know, several people, social workers, help you navigate the, the health care situation. I mean, you know, I, um, you know, with insurance issues, that mm -hmm. kind of thing, having to deal with that on my own would be a nightmare. And, you know, people at the association are able to help me with that because they have experience and they know what to, to be able to look for. And so that I've, I've called on. You know, Brenda Edelman so often for help with mm -hmm. insurance issues, and she just makes stuff happen. Yeah. I, I love her. She is a phenomenal person, as is all the, all the patient care services staff at, at the association. So these are all areas that you just don't even think about right. that you're going to need help with, and it's all there at the association. So that's why events like the festival and the bike ride are so important for those of us with ALS, because it supports all these programs that otherwise wouldn't exist yeah. for people in the greater Philadelphia area. And, you know, it's just, it's, it makes it that much easier. It's a tough battle, but to know that there are people like the, like those at the ALS Association to help us out, it just makes it that much easier. Well, I see you got books here, Arcadia, about microbiology and other biology. And they always say biology, it's kind of redundant. Definitely. Um, but, I mean, it's still, navigating insurance is more complicated than most of these books. It is. Been. It's unbelievable. Like, I mean, they should have classes for sure. And but it changes all the time, so I don't know what you would teach. Right. Whereas science usually stays. Science is, well, it, it advances at least. But. Advances. That's something insurance should do. Right. Um, but, you know, you talked about the greater Philadelphia area. And one thing that's nice is, well, we support this region. There's other chapters. And instead of us being in competition with them, mm -hmm. like, we, we like to, like, nag and be like oh we're able to do better at this and them or that but 
we'd like to inspire other chapters to do one thing and have them inspire us. And so that's, absolutely, you go to you've been to Advocacy Day in Washington yep. D.C. You see how the chapters and the association is helping each other to the same. Well, and I think people are able to sort of see what works, see what doesn't with mm-hmm. other chapters. And I know smaller chapters have looked to bigger chapters to get things rolling. And you know, like bigger chapters will will you know work with one another to see you know what what ideas work, what don't. And again, it's going to be region specific, yeah. But, but yeah, we're all pulling in the same direction. So I mean, I think that it's not certainly not a competition by mm-hmm. by any means, but more of a you know how are we going to all, all row together so that we get the boat down the river, you know? And then so I think that that that's always been a nice thing about advocacy in DC is to see the inner workings of the different chapters and to see how we can sort of help each other. Yeah, I've I've had calls from chapters that are smaller asking how we do advocacy i've mm-hmm. taken ideas from the connecticut chapter yep. they're great or talk to golden west chapter mm-hmm. you know, it's nice that we can work together um and so lastly we're speaking about work we're here at arcadia university and so all these programs from the phillies from the the bike ride and you're out like i said hot chocolate walk to defeat als and so many other things they help people with als live as normally a life as possible mm-hmm. so you're here at arcadia and it's you know, we're talking about ALS, but you're just you're just Doctor West Rose here, yeah. right? So you know, is it how do you feel like working here? You know, it's, it seems very accessible. It absolutely is. Arcadia has been phenomenal with helping me navigate, um, you know, just just sort of accessibility issues. Um, you saw I have a, a sort of like an easy pass that unlocks my door for me, mm-hmm. and they just put that in this last year. Really, whenever whenever I run into a difficulty. And just talk to the facilities guys, and they're they're on it immediately. And so, you know, Arcadia has really been um, proactive about making buildings accessible and making sure that you know those of us in wheelchairs or with other accessibility issues, not just limited to physical, mm-hmm. um, but they this is probably the most accessible place that I've ever worked in mm-hmm. um, out of all of them. And I mean, I've been in several large universities in Philadelphia and um, you know around the area and. Uh, this has just been one of the most, you know, pro and reactive places that I've ever been at. And so I know that if I ever run into a difficulty here, they'll address it immediately. And if they can't, well, there'll be a workaround. Yeah. So I, I really applaud and thank um, the Arcadia community and facilities and leadership for, you know, all the things that they've been able to make happen here from an accessibility standpoint. Yeah, you know, that, that's terrific. And do you think, you know, you've been living with ALS for over 10 years now you've seen what people like the Phillies are doing and everyone else when it comes to ALS. But do you think that, um, that the world is becoming more accessible because of the awareness, not just of ALS, but that, that helps, you know? So when you're helping raise awareness of ALS, you're helping even a broader community. Well, I think so, because I think that, you know, without, when you don't have a specific disability, it's not for, because someone is callous or whatever, you just don't know what the limitations are what the barriers are. So I think things like advocacy and public awareness and events like what we do, podcasts, these are all things that bring awareness. And I think people realize, hey, this is what a curb cut does for me. I didn't realize that that, that dent in the sidewalk is why, why we actually need those or mm-hmm. you know, why do we need an opener on this door? And I think just making things aware and making people aware um, it really brings about what is what the impetus for a lot of the changes that that have brought about the accessibility. I mean, you know, they still have a while a ways to go, 
but I think people are aware, and that's a good thing. Yeah, well, we haven't gotten to the flying cars yet, you know, yeah. even though we are in the part with Back to the Future where we should have them. But, you know, we're doing pretty well. We're yeah. doing better than we could. They have hoverboards, kind of. Kind of, yeah. I mean, Aiden's got one of the two-wheel ones. It hasn't caught on fire yet, which is a good thing. A so. hoverboard should have no wheels. It shouldn't be Yeah, 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 yeah. But, I mean, that, that just brings a whole host of nightmares, too. So Right. Well, who knows what technologies your kids will be using in right. 10 years. Exactly. Not evolved with a disease, but just in general. They could be flying. They could have jetpacks. They could be. And that's concerning, they're... but that's a different story. <laughs> right. Um, well, instead of being concerned about the, the your kids having jetpacks, we're, we're very motivated by the fact that things have been improving for the Absolutely. Yep. And we're really appreciative of the Phillies, of all the ride teams coming mm-hmm. to the ride this weekend, um, and anyone that's getting involved. So... Um, and lastly, if you want to get involved in the ride to defeat ALS, uh, there's still time, and you can actually donate through the end of July. So even if you miss the ride, you can still help. Um, and that's www.als-express.org. And if you want to find pictures from the festival, we're putting them up this week. We'll get more. So if you have them, send them to us. But they're um, on our website and on Facebook and Twitter. It's at ALS Philadelphia to follow. Wes, you, you tell all your people to get involved in ready, raising awareness on our Absolutely. social media. Yeah. Um, and, so, and if you have some ideas about things to share, email me. Uh, I'm Tony at ALSPhiladelphia.org. So, Wes, thanks for inviting me here to share your story. Today. Thanks for coming out, Tony. It's always good to, to sit and chat with you for a little bit, and especially about, you know, how good the chapter, all the good that the chapter does. Well, you don't have to say anymore. We, we really, we, we're the ones that appreciate all you do. So uh, thank you very much. And again, if you're listening, subscribe on iTunes, comment and share, and we hope to see you at an event soon.